you for joining us at the Who Told You That podcast. Woohoo, Tess, you're back. I am back, Mum. Did you miss me? I did miss you. Now, we should say that we're still not entirely confident of your tech, are we? But we're going to give it a go. Tell me about the TikTok video that you brought to me today. So this is one of many that I send you every week. But this one you seem particularly excited to talk about, which usually means there's going to be something juicy, interesting, some fact correcting or something like that in it. Um, But it's about cold water, which is super interesting because I get told all the time I should take cold showers. So I am super excited to find out what you think about this. Well, you are right that I really enjoyed doing a little bit of research for this one. I had some thoughts, as always, when you sent it to me. But there were things that piqued my interest. There were things I wanted to check. And I thought this was actually fascinating. So shall we dive straight in? Oh, pun. Pun in there. Oh! Brilliant. <laughs> was that an accident? It was a total accident. <laughs> oh, Mum, you're just that good. I am just that good. Right. Shall we um, jump in? Okay, here we go. So, Tess, the health geek, is that his Insta- his TikTok? Um, oh, okay, ready? It's a terminology check. We should insert a little noise here, like terminology check. Handle is the term. So Instagram, either username or handle. TikTok, username or handle. Thank you. Right. So the username is Health Geek, but his actual name is Gary Brecker. And he's a human biologist. And he runs a, a company I did notice called something like Streamline Medical, which, guess what, sells supplements. But we'll park that to one side for now, because actually that doesn't really come up in this video. Okay, and he's a biologist and and you do teach biology. So are you a little bit on his side already because you have common interests? Well, um, I'm what I would describe as a physiologist. And and physiology is a term which really means human biology. Strictly speaking, biology is the science of all living things. So you've got plants and animals in there. And I don't know much about those. Um, He did his a degree in biology and then he's got another degree another bachelor's in human biology so so yeah we've got some connections there but I try to be open-minded and objective regardless of somebody's background yes and no bias here no bias here so he starts off with a pretty arresting a pretty grabbing quote when he says there is nothing on the surface of the earth that will remove calories from your body or burn fat at the rate that getting in cold water will. If you actually read the story about Michael Phelps when he actually went to Beijing to compete in the Olympics, his caloric intake went to 10,000 calories a day. But why did it go to 10,000 calories a day? Not because his training regimen changed, because the pool he was in was four degrees colder than the pool he was used to training in. Water is 29 times more thermogenic than air. What did you think when you heard that quote? Presumably it grabbed you, otherwise you wouldn't have sent me the TikTok. Yeah, my first thought was, what's thermogenic? And my second thought is, does that mean drinking cold water? Like you should just be drinking cold water all day and how cold? Or does he mean ice baths, cold showers, going for a swim? You've raised a couple of fantastic points there. It's almost like I fed you those lines. So let's start with thermogenic. So this means literally heat producing. We're supposed to keep a body temperature as humans somewhere between 97 to 98 degrees Fahrenheit or 36 to 37 degrees Celsius. Now, depending on what we're doing, we might struggle to keep our temperature up or we might struggle to keep our temperature down. That's perhaps the one that we think about when we're exercising. We're getting all sweaty to try and bring our temperature down back towards 97, 98 degrees. 
But one of the main reasons that we need to eat is that when we break down the food to produce energy that we utilize to move ourselves, for example, we also get a byproduct from that of heat and that helps us to maintain our body temperature up at this 97 to 98 degrees. It's not going to surprise you, I don't think, to know that if you go outside and it's very cold, then the science would suggest that we might have to burn more food to produce more heat to keep our body temperature up at that 97, 98 degrees Fahrenheit. I think now I know what he is saying about cold water, but and that might be just too much confidence, but I think what he's going to say is, because your body wants to be at this temperature, if you bring it really cold, like you get in an ice bath or something, your body then has to work like twice as hard to get you back up to the level it wants to be at. And while it's doing that, it's burning all these extra calories. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So essentially, when you said the body has to work, what we mean is the body has to break down more food, and that could even be your stored food, i.e. your fat. It has to break down more of that to produce this byproduct of heat, which it needs to bring the body temperature back up to the normal level. Interesting. I mean, we talked about Ozempic recently. Is he basically saying nature's Ozempic is a cold bath? Well, you might have given away the end point there. <laughs> Look, Mum, I'm getting too good for this podcast. Yeah, that's it. I just can't keep up, Tess. Okay, right, that's it. Okay, end of episode. Bye. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining us. We've loved it. And, you know, we'll see you around. Tess has figured out science. There's nothing else to talk about. That's great. Well, just don't get too cocky, young lady. We haven't quite got there yet. So I'm, uh. I'm going to pull this back to that starting off statement. So he says, Health Geek says, water is 29 times more thermogenic than air. So water is 29 times more heat producing than air. The best way to think about this is when you're doing some baking. Imagine that you've got your oven set at 400 degrees and you put your hand into the space that is inside your oven. Are you going to burn your hand? Uh, no, as long as you don't touch the the rack. Oh, oh my gosh, you've done it again. You're ahead of me. So that's just a great example of demonstrating how different types of things, different materials, conduct heat more or less effectively. So let me say that one more time. Air is a very poor conductor of heat. Metal is a really good conductor of heat. That's why you burn yourself. So what we've got with air and water is the same kind of thing, but with respect to cold. So air at a certain temperature doesn't make you feel very cold. What he's saying is if you take that water at the same temperature as air, it will be 29 times more potent at making you feel cold. Okay, well that, I mean, that sounds pretty believable. I I can see that. It does. And I'm just going to mention at this point, he's a bit sloppy here. He's basically right, but all the research says it's not 29 times, it's 25 times. So it's still pretty potent, but details matter. So he should have said 25 times. That's good. You know, no slack in here on the fact checking. I love that, Mum. Thank you. Let's go to where he went next with this. He mentions about Michael Phelps going to Beijing and expending 10,000 calories a day because the pool was colder. When you hear his statement, what questions come to mind? Um, Well, first of all, I would think what you're doing matters. For example, if you were just sitting in a Beijing pool versus Michael Phelps doing Michael Phelps things like crazy swimming workouts. So I would think that would have a factor. And then he said 10,000 calories. 
it was unclear if he was saying the difference in the water accounted him for him burning 10,000 calories or is it like he usually burns 9,980 but the additional cold water got him to 10,000 but that's actually only 20 calories bingo haha <laughs> i'm crushing it you are crushing Sorry. it so the questions i came up with were so michael phelps is burning 10,000 well what's normal could be that normal is 15,000 and my second question was what's normal for me for you for normal people what's normal for michael phelps we don't courtesy of health geek have any context for the significance of that figure 10,000 we don't know anything really about that do we no and i also could have sworn because i remember michael phelps was in the beijing olympics when i was in high school and i was following it quite closely i could have sworn it was 4,000 calories is it really 10,000 well i did have to look this up and there is quite a lot of information out there but ultimately i went to the source i went to michael phelps autobiography and in there he talks about regularly burning between 8,000 and 10,000 a day so that's our first data point if you like that says well that 10 10,000 in Beijing is not necessarily any different or much different to normal by Michael Phelps's own figures. Not to be a science snob here, but that is a self-reported estimate. I could tell people like, oh, I burnt 500 calories in that workout. And then I look and it's actually only 300. Well, that's true. We might imagine that Michael Phelps has got nutritionists on board. He's got sports scientists. So I'm more likely to believe him when he says he's burning eight to 10,000 than the health geek. You know, I was all over Google. I was asking questions like, what was the temperature of the pools in Beijing? Could not find an answer for that. I also couldn't find any mention that Michael Phelps was burning more calories in the pool in Beijing. So the only data I have is the data that Michael Phelps has put in his book. And as you say, you know, that might not be tip top anyway, but I'm going to go with that one where he says he was regularly burning eight to 10,000 calories per day. So this might be a little bit of Gen Z lingo for you, man, but it sounds like Gary's source right now is just, it's trust me, bro. Does have you heard that phrase? I have not. He's asking us to trust him. Or yeah. So when people, people will say like, what's the source? The source is trust me, bro. People will make stuff up. When someone's making fun of it, they'll be like, oh, what's the source? Trust me, bro. Well, I am going to agree with you then. At the moment, we're on trust me, bro level of evidence. <laughs> it sounds different when you say it. <laughs> but okay, let's give Gary the benefit of the doubt. And let's say Michael Phelps' bottom number is the accurate one. So that normally Michael Phelps burns about 8,000 calories a day. And we'll give Gary the benefit of the doubt and say he's absolutely spot on that in Beijing he was burning 10,000 calories a day. I'm trying to be as generous as I can here and that gives us a 2,000 calorie difference. Now Michael Phelps is training for at least three hours every day so we're gonna have to divide that extra 2,000 calories burnt by three to give us an hourly rate because if we're going to apply this this idea to our own lives most of us aren't going to go and swim for three hours but we might exercise for an hour. Yes I see the math. So I'm going to divide 2,000 by three so he's burning about 650 calories extra every hour in the pool if we're taking the bottom one of Michael Phelps's figures and the top one of Gary's. I'm also going to point out now that most of us aren't six foot four and eight percent body fat. Speak for yourself. (laughs) Five foot three if I did a six foot four daughter very strange. Yeah. Okay so you can and anybody can do this. I put in Michael Phelps's data into the BMR calculator. Basil. I was literally about to say it. (laughs) I knew that one. (laughs) 
Hey, Tess, you're well ahead today, hun, so don't worry about that. <laughs> okay, so I, I thought, oh, let's see what his average calorie burn is per day if he's not exercising. So I put in his height, I put in his weight, I put in his body fat percentage, and then I put in my data, and he's burning just to sit on the sofa about twice as many calories as I burn just to sit on the sofa. So if Michael Phelps is burning about twice as many calories as I am, and I'm about average height for an American, we can assume that his calorie burn when he's exercising is at least twice the rate that I would burn calories. I say at least because when he is going down the pool flat out, he will be working harder than when I am swimming down the pool, even at my flat out rate. I might feel like I am exerting myself to the absolute limit, but as I'm not an elite athlete, I cannot push myself as hard as an elite athlete. So that's 600 calories extra that we had per hour in the cold water. By the time you take out the fact that he's twice as big, he's an elite athlete, you're probably talking it was an extra 200 calories per hour of exercise burned because of the cold water. And we only get to that if we really believe Gary's trust me bro figure and Michael Phelps's bottom, his least lowest estimate of 8,000 calories a day. Yeah, so to, to break that math down, the, the number I'm looking for is, what would it be for you? You take out the Olympian and you look at as close to an average American, what would the cold water difference make for you? Because if it's two calories, that's one thing. If it's 25 calories an hour, it's still, still better than nothing. And that's exactly the question to ask. And what I'm suggesting is, I think it would be somewhere potentially and it's difficult as we said because of the lack of data but it could be as much as 200 calories per hour swimming hard in a very cold pool and it could be as little as 20 30 40 calories per hour okay so i mean it's obviously not anywhere near as, as nice as uh, gary made it seem but it's still not bad science i mean it still sounds like it still could be worth it a little bit Oh, I definitely think that we don't have the full story yet. But at this point, I looked at it and thought, yeah, there's some potential here. It's not thousands of calories, but it could be it could be as much as a couple of hundred. Most of us don't have access to a cold swimming pool. Where might we go to find cold water to swim in? Oh, I know this. I used to train for triathlons and my least favourite workouts were the open water swims because it was always freezing. So I'm going to say open water like a lake. Absolutely. Now, don't anybody rush off and jump in a cold lake without listening to the rest of this, because there's some very important things that we need to talk about with respect to a downside of that. But where we're at at the moment, swimming in cold water would seem that it might have some potential. At this point then, I've been messing around on the internet, I've been looking up stuff, I've been trying to find out about Michael Phelps and Gary, and I've read lots of interesting stuff, nothing particularly scientific. It's all really articles by NBC and news networks about Michael Phelps as well as a bit of his autobiography. Therefore, being a good scientist, I'm now going to start to refine my search a little bit. We're going to be a little bit naughty today and finish right here. Yes, on this scientific cliffhanger. We hope that you'll all join us then for part two when we'll take that deeper dive into the science as well as reviewing some good and not such good ways to incorporate the cold into a healthy lifestyle. See you all then, we hope. Until then, stay curious. Thanks for tuning in. And as a reminder, our conversation here aims to pass along some interesting science and help you develop your sciencey thinking muscles. Neither of us are medical doctors or any type of healthcare professional. So we're absolutely not providing medical advice. You should see your medically qualified professional for that.
And whilst all content provided is given in good faith, based on the scientific knowledge base available at the time of recording, if we misspeak or further research changes our understanding or that of the scientific community, we'll try our best to make any necessary corrections, either in a future episode or in our show notes. See See you next time. time!